privilege to be here this morning. Um, from the minute that I walked into the wrong room, <laughs> uh, at first greeted with some strange notes, but then afterwards fully received. I mentioned to my friend uh, Chase, who came along with me today, is also a brother in the ministry, that uh, from the moment I walked in, this has felt like home to me. The Spirit of the Lord is truly in this place. The Spirit of the living God here in this place amongst His people. And so today I, I, I'm thankful uh, Pastor Dalco Thank you. Because I realize there are not a lot of places where young men are asked by older men that have been seasoned in ministry to share a word with the congregation. I do not take that lightly or for granted. Pastor Nick. says the old 
God, you have made your presence known in this place. You have graced us through the praise and worship moment and hour of this morning. And now here we are, taking feeble words, trying to articulate that which your spirit is communicating to your church. God, say what I am unable to say. And do that which these words that have been prepared are unable to do. Speak to your people. Cut to the quick. experience resurrection and life. In the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. You may be seated. This passage Gospel of Luke. Despite how it begins, is not about fasting. It's not about Levi having been approached by Jesus and him eating food and wine with him. This is not even about Levi, after having encountered Jesus, inviting his other tax collector friends so that they may also hear the words that Jesus speaks. Yes, those are part of the text that we have read and that we will be looking at today. But this is a conflict text. is a text in which Jesus, who had begun his earthly ministry moving mightily in the spirit, is confronted by Pharisees who have a problem with the things that Jesus is doing. Eating and fasting food and Pharisees, meals with tax collectors are not the primary concern. The primary concern for the Pharisees is that Jesus has begun to teach and the things that he is doing is different. They want to get to the bottom line of who is he to be changing the things that they have been doing? Yeah. Yeah. No one, Jesus says, puts new wine into old wineskins. If he does, the new wine will burst the skins and it will be spilled 
and the skins will be destroyed. But new wine must be put into fresh wine skins. And no one after drinking old wine desires the new. For he says the old is good enough. Jesus speaks in parables. Because parables both conceal and they reveal which can be both frustrating or enlightening, depending on your openness to his teachings. Parables like this one are often lost to us today because many of us are just not familiar with the contents of the things that Jesus might have said in first century Jerusalem. And so my hope this morning is to bring understanding to this parable and its broader application for us today. So to understand this parable, we must first understand the process of making wine. First, fresh grapes that have been grown are selected and then they are plucked. Next, they are crushed, and the juice is placed in wineskins, which are made of animal skins that have been sewn together tightly to hold liquids, and in this case, to hold wine. As the sugar in the grape juice begins to ferment, the process releases carbon dioxide which causes the wineskins to expand. Over time, the fermentation process is complete, and the wine remains in the wineskins until it is ready to be used. If one wanted to make new wine, one would have to first secure a new set of skins. The old wineskins were not sufficient because old wineskins had already been stretched to capacity. Yes. Mm -hmm. And under the fermentation process, they would have expanded so much that they would have become brittle. And if you would have taken that old wineskin, although it was perfect for the old one, and you would have taken it and put the new wine in it. It would stretch under the pressure and eventually it would burst. It's too brittle and it's not flexible enough to endure the process. Therefore, when it would burst, it would ruin the wine skin and the good wine would spill out. Those who heard this parable from Jesus would have understood the process. But this parable is not a lesson in winemaking. It is a metaphor for the gospel that Jesus preached. And the individuals who rejected for their traditions. 
Jesus was revealing a fundamental truth about himself and of the gospel. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And that is that the gospel's power supersedes surface level religion. Yeah. 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 For the gospel is to stale traditions what new wine is to old wine skins. Yeah. It requires all things to be new. Yeah. Otherwise, both are ruined. Yeah. 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 Likewise, when a garment is ripped and needs to be patched up, it cannot be fixed with a new patch. All right. For if the garment, after having been shrunk, is patched with a new patch, the new patch will, when it shrinks, rip and rip the old garment, yes. causing ruin to them all. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. New patches need to be placed on new garments. Otherwise, the old garment, under the pressure of the new, will rip yes. under the old. Mm -hmm. And again, both will be ruined. Using the metaphor of wine and wineskins, of garments and patches, Jesus makes one thing clear. The proclamation of the gospel cannot fit in the old ways of thinking and doing. It cannot simply be added to the old things, but it must be used to make all things new. Yeah. Yeah. 
Last week we came across Netflix with a show with a person by the name of Marie Kondo, who has written a book called The Life Changing Magic of Tidying Up. And the whole purpose of this show is this, this young lady, Marie Kondo from Japan, asks couples to take everything they own out of their closets and put it in the middle of the floor. And she tells them to take a look at it. And people, when they do, they look and say, wow, we have picked up a whole lot of stuff. And then she says, you must take each article of clothing piece by piece. And you look at it, and this is, this is what she says. She says, does it spark joy in your life? And if it does not, you've got to either discard it or give it away. And the things that are useful... You put in a different pile to keep and hold on to. And as you watch the series, you find that something as simple as discard or keep seems simple to us until it's your stuff <laughs> that you're looking at. Right. Yes. People begin to look at their clothes that they hadn't worn in 10 years. Stuff that used to fit good, but it doesn't fit any longer. And they're still trying to hold on to it. Like they're going to get back into it next week. <laughs> Sentimentality. It ain't about the use no more. It's not about its purpose no more. But you're just holding on to it because it's sentimental. And you've got to learn to let it go. It takes the spirit of God to discern that which is has its purpose in your life that is over and that which will remain. We must learn how to have new wineskins because God wants to pour out new wine. Yeah. The message of the gospel, the implications of the Holy Spirit prompted the disciples to consider those things that must remain for righteousness and that which must be discarded. In this, Jesus does not discard the Jewish law. Rather, he is the fulfillment of the law. Mm -hmm. And now has ushered in a new way through the work of God through his Holy Spirit. In other words, God decided to color outside the lines. Mm -hmm. And he invites you and I to grab some markers. Mm -hmm. The law, which was meticulously followed by the religiously pious Pharisees, had failed to convert them on the inside. Amen. For the law's purpose was never to make one righteous, but to reveal one's sinfulness to turn their heart to God. Yeah. 
But the Pharisees discovered that if they did all the right things, people would like them and not turn to God. So they began to practice on the outward appearance of that which was righteous without having changed on the inside. Yeah. They learned to fast with the best of them. Yeah. They learned to pray on the street corners till the sun went down. Yeah. But inwardly they were rotting away and as brittle and as old as the wineskins in Jesus' parable. They could wear the right robes and they could quote the right passages. And yet, on the inside, they never gave God a chance to work on the inside of them. And they loved to be honored, but never humbled themselves. And when Jesus challenges their religious life, they gnashed and gnawed their teeth, looking for a way to take his life. They were old wineskins. Who could not hold the new wine of the spirit. Yeah. NBA player Shaquille O'Neal played in the 1990s. Some would say would be probably one of the most dominant centers that played the game. Standing at seven foot one, weighing over 300 pounds, he was actually one of the heaviest players to ever play. Shaquille O'Neal's claim to fame was when he would dunk, he would bring so much power that he would bring the backboard down. He was known for helping win championships with Kobe Bryant and the Los Angeles Lakers as well as other teams. But one of the things that Shaquille O'Neal is also known for, he's known for being one of the worst NBA free throw shooters to have ever played the game. Everybody knew it. Matter of fact, when when Shaq would play the game and it got to the late hours of the game, what people would do is they would just foul him. (laughs) Because you had a greater chance of fouling him and missing both free throws than you did of him throwing the ball from half court. And so they would foul him and his agent knew about it, his coaches knew about it. And so what they did is they brought in Rick Barry. One of the greatest uh, free throw shooters to have played the game had over a 90% free throw shooting rate. Now, when they brought in Rick Barry, Rick Barry used to shoot free throws in a way that was much different than what you see today. You see shooters shoot like this. But Rick Barry, I see somebody talking, but Rick Barry, how does he shoot? Show, show me how he shoot. Rick Barry <laughs> shot what we call the bridge shot. That's what, they, that's what they call it. You take both hands and you toss the ball. He worked with Shaquille O'Neal and and, and Shaquille O'Neal was comfortable enough with it and and, and so in a few games when they they hacked Shaq what they call it hacked Shaq 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 got out there and 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 his free throw percentage went up. I'll tell you what fans of Shaq were like, this is it. It could be an all-time great conversation. But just a few games later, Shaq gets hacked, gets to the free throw line, 
shoots just like this. It is human nature that we would rather remain with the old than to stick with the new even when it's better.
But they had to shed that righteousness yes. for the righteousness that is in God. The new wine that is the gospel is for all. They could not receive it because they were content with where they were. They were upset because this new gospel would invite Gentiles. It would invite tax collectors. Yes. It would invite the heathen. It would invite the people that they learned to walk around mm. rather than to walk towards. Help me, church. Mm. It, 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 was, it was that they were so clean that they could not be seen in certain places and with certain people. But the new wine that, that Jesus brings is a, is a wine that reaches the old people. Yes. And if we are going to sincerely and honestly preach the gospel, we must preach the gospel that Jesus preached. We must also receive the people that Jesus received. Yes. Yeah. Amen. So as I conclude, I ask the question, what does this mean for us this morning on fellowship? Very quickly, first, this means that we must embrace the fullness of the gospel for all. Yeah. We must remember God moves in many ways to reach a lot of people. Amen. Yeah. Because he wants all to be saved and come to the knowledge Amen. of the truth. Had I not been for somebody in the church that I grew up who looked past the fact that I wore ripped jeans and, 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 and jackets too sizes too large. They not looked past the way that I had my facial hair or the, the way that I spoke because that was the language of the times. Then you wouldn't have a preacher before you this morning. But somebody took time to shed the traditions that said you've got to look a certain way to come into the church. And had they not reached out to me, I would not be here today. Yeah. Oh, new wine and new wines. Yeah. Gospel is for the young and it is for the old. Yeah. It is for the sinner and the saint. It is for the church member and the gang member. It is for the lavishly rich and it's for the exceeding poor. It is for the wounded and the wounded healer. The gospel does not discriminate. Yeah. 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 Who on fellowship is God leading you to in your community? Who? Young man, older man, young woman, older woman, who is God leading you to that you may have looked Number two, honor the old that is honorable and have a pulse for the new. That's intergenerational work. Gone are the days where that's young men's work and that's older men's work. We're reminded by the prophet Joel that when God would pour out his spirit, it would be on all flesh. Yeah. And the young men, they would see vision, but the older men would dream dreams. Yeah. 
What good is it for old men to dream dreams without having young men who have the legs to run it out? Right. And what good is it for young men to have vision without the wisdom of the old men? Amen. Saints of God, Amen. we've got to work together yes. for the pouring Amen. of the Spirit. Yes. Yeah. Seasoned men, do not be so set in your way that the things that work for you for your generation that you cannot hear what God is doing for these young men today. Yeah. The younger men born of this generation who understand the times that we live in, do not get so caught up in what you know and see that you cannot hear the wisdom Therefore, I need your wisdom. Brother Long, I need your wisdom. We need your wisdom. That we may know how to run this race. And number three, like new wineskins, be flexible enough to grow with the work that God is doing now through his spirit. Grow with. Because change is messy. It ain't easy. It's hard. Yeah. But God graces us who are willing to follow him. He says, my sheep hear my voice. A stranger will not follow, but those who are called by my name will go. No, it ain't easy at times, but God calls us and we follow. And so I say, that when you hear rising up on in the inside of you that that's just the way things are. No. no. That's a patch. Tell yourself new wine schemes for new wine. When you hear yourself seeing our boys and our young men and you just say, you know, boys will be bored. No. That's a patch. Declare over them what God declares over them. You are So you want. When you hear yourself saying, oh, it's okay if I dabble in that. I can, I can quit when I want to. No. That's old wines. God says he wants to make you brand new. So I urge you this morning. My friend Chase said earlier this week, we were in a conversation, getting picking up some mail. He had an encounter with a student. And that student was asking questions about what it's like to follow God and, and, and about faith. Chase asked him, he says, try him. I believe that God wants to meet you. Try him. And if he's true to his word, then when you try him, he'll meet you. And if not, then go your way, but try. And so that's the word that I leave you with. Try. New wine. And new wine
Hi, my name is Nicholas Worse. I'm the executive minister here at One Fellowship Church in Waco, Texas. I just want to say thank you for listening. You can learn more about our church online at onefellowshipumc.org. And you can like us on Facebook to stay up to date with all the latest events in our community. Please feel free to share this message and others online so that more people can learn about what God is doing here at One Fellowship. Thank you, and God bless. Praise Him while I am. I will praise Him while I am.